right. Hey, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Something About Web 3. My name is Dan Lippert. I'm here with Kazuaki. Hello, hello. Kind of um, rhymed or something. That could be a good intro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, what a crazy week for yeah. crypto. I mean, we're filming this on... Uh, Friday afternoon after the crypto market and stock market pooped their pants, so to speak. <laughs> uh, completely, well, I mean, whatever. Not that not that bad, but the market dumped pretty hard. Everyone's losing it, so to speak. Um, yeah, it's down, it's down like almost 8%. So, so that's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, good. You know what? I accidentally, this is so funny. I accidentally set up a short position and cashed it out yesterday. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. I didn't I didn't mean to. And if you're listening to the podcast, I talk about, you know, kind of what I'm doing week to week and, and different projects I'm interested in. So I had been uh I borrowed phantom off of greenery finance because they're going to be doing an airdrop at some point um and i set up a lp phantom usdc with all of that barred phantom Mm -hmm. on um beethoven and the pool readjusted i had impermanent loss um so I ended up with more phantom at the end yeah. than I um, had anticipated, right? Because the price of phantom went down. So therefore, my LP position was like kind of bar was buying more phantom, right? Right, right. Um, but because I was just borrowing that phantom, mm-hmm. um. I wasn't necessarily exposed to that price risk of Phantom going down in in, in a meaningful way because it was all borrowed except for the little bit of, I that I bought. Hmm. Um, so with the price dropping so hard, I actually made like 500 Phantom more than I borrowed. Hmm. Uh, but I only spent a little bit of USDC. Wow. I didn't mean to short Phantom, but I did borrow a lot of Phantom and then and then um and the when I unwound the position I had more Phantom than I borrowed. <laughs> That's so it worked out well. Yeah. yeah. Um I'll have to do some analysis on what the hell happened there. <laughs> Probably I lost money and I just don't realize it yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. But um Yeah, the timing was perfect. Yeah, the timing was good, and now now I am borrowing Boo from Granary because now you can borrow Boo there, which is pretty nice. Um. Anyway, <laughs> the markets are 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 horrifying. Um, what are you what are you doing in this in this market, Kazuaki? Are you just getting wrecked, or are you at, deploying some strategies here? Share share some alpha with me and the listeners. <laughs> No, um, I 
I've been just, you know, putting all my money on the LP, like USDC yeah. Phantom or USDC Ether. That's mm-hmm. So the whole, whole asset has been like pretty stable. It's true, actually. Yeah. I mean, I don't, maybe I'm crazy. I am crazy, but maybe, <laughs> but maybe this is this is a result of that craziness. Ether, the price of ether seems really stable. Yeah, like the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. Like right now, it's at twenty-seven fifty U.S. dollars, and I don't know. I mean, it's. I feel like for the past year or so, it's it's really stayed within the range of like twenty-six hundred to. 3300 or so yeah i could look at a chart to have the actual number but <laughs> all right that isn't true at all because it went up to four it went up to almost five thousand dollars <laughs> i cannot go forgot about that but still oh. i guess since the new year it's been pretty range bound um at least compared to bitcoin i think yeah it's a little bit more chill so that's a good way to do it are you getting a lot of impermanent loss on your lps uh yeah a little bit though a little bit yeah i guess the amount of impermanent loss you get is is um pretty much tied to the volatility right mm-hmm. yeah volatility and the uh trading volume mm-hmm. but I, I assume you probably make it back in fees yeah no um hmm. what can you do just stay, just stay chill. Not me. I move. I move my stuff around like crazy all the time. Well, what are you doing? Well, just a lot of borrowing, LPing, yeah. undoing LPs. I've been uh, using Reaper Farm, which is cool. Um, but I think they're having some problems, or maybe Beethoven is having some problems with some of their LPs, so they're having to, to upgrade some and. Uh, been checking out a lot of borrowing platforms, trying yeah. to get airdrop for new stuff. Um, mm. Actually, before the show, we talked a little bit about um, some airdrop stuff, and you mentioned you saw the Ethereum hop airdrop, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know anything about that? No, um, I saw a couple people talking about that on the, uh, on the crypto Twitter, but yeah, I haven't done anything yet. It's a team that was behind the Ethereum wallet, which I'm trying to remember what it is because I got an email about the airdrop. And they're yeah. like, oh, you're eligible for this airdrop. And I'm like, I don't even remember what this is, but I'm sure it's something that I just tried out at some point, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, every, everyone who's been in crypto for a long time probably has like dozens of wallets that they just yeah. tried out. And tried yeah. Out. So anyway, but but they're they're onto a new uh, new project called Hop, which is for bridging or br- bridge a war, as people like to say now. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I just I just play with a lot of stuff because I'm 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 kind of like constantly getting airdrops, and yeah. it's a pretty good strategy, I think. I'm not saying you need to go and Sybil attack an airdrop. <laughs> but um try out new stuff because and just try you know try out all the stuff that you see that's interesting 
be a good steward of the ecosystem and i think you get rewarded pretty pretty well yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like like with the big one the optimism airdrop um you know donating gitcoin grants made you eligible for that mm-hmm. or another one I, I talked about before element that was that was for contributing on github to a bunch of different projects or um, now they're saying ZK Sync is going to have an airdrop. Yeah. And that will, ZK Sync, their biggest project, at least at the outset, was Kitcoin Grants, yep. Layer 2. And so people are speculating they're going to airdrop if you did a ZK Sync um, donations, mm-hmm. which I think makes a lot of sense. So, you know, just go out there and try stuff. That's uh, true. But- one that you told me about that I totally missed was the ENS airdrop. And right. I, I had registered. I used ENS. Like, why not? I mean, just try it out. Right. And then mm-hmm. boom, like thousands of dollars worth of tokens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, I think I felt bad because I spent like a hundred dollars on ENS. Donating. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that was a waste of money. I know. But this is a long, a long time ago though, before yeah, anyone yeah. started your Twitter account to whatever dot ETH. Mm-hmm. By the way, you could find me at danlippert.eth. Nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Do you have any good got, DNS domains? I got kazuaki.eth. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of airdrops, there's some drama in the Cosmos community. Kazuaki, Kazuaki and I were, were talking about earlier. Um a little project called Juno Network. And and as we were checking it out before the show, we came across an update. So it's pretty funny. Um, you know, real quick, if people aren't aware of this project, it's a project on Cosmos called Juno. They did an airdrop. A lot of people claim that there was a person that Sybil attacked the airdrop. Sybil attacked meaning like creating a bunch of different wallets to be eligible for the airdrop even though you're just one person. Um, this guy claims that he represents a huge group of people, and that's why there were so many accounts. But uh, the the DAO uh, voted to just take this guy's tokens away <laughs> because of that he civil attacked it. And then he said that, well, he leads this investment group, and now he's going to sue the Cosmos validators for um, processing this transaction. Because basically they're stealing from him. Dow or not, you know, you, can you just steal something from someone like that? I mean, that's. I'd hate to be the lawyers involved in that court case. Right. Um. But but if you if you would were to look at like a regular corporation, that had shares or something like that, even a, even a privately held corporation. If you if you have a bunch of partners in the, in the corporation or shareholders, you can't just, you can't just vote to take someone else's shares. So, so that's already, you know, not allowed. You, what you can do is issue more shares. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Which mm-hmm. Didn't do, but they could have done that. They could have said, where well, we're going to do another airdrop. This guy's not eligible. And now we're going to mm-hmm. airdrop a million times more tokens, effectively stealing or right. making the tokens that the person had worthless. But anyway, they didn't do that. They voted to just take the tokens. And now I'm reading today, they did take the tokens and um, accidentally sent it to the wrong address. 
I mean, yeah. How this insane! Is <laughs> why? I mean, well, I mean, why is this guy? Doesn't see to me. It doesn't seem like it's a great project. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. and that's just my personal opinion. That's not financial advice. But um, I don't. I don't know anything about Cosmos. So yeah. is this type of stuff common over there? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, look heard, into- I heard there's uh, some community here in Japan a while back, but I haven't heard any upgrades from them. Mm. Yeah. They've been around for a while. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Um, but that is a funny story. So check that out. Juno. The guy, uh, the whale, who they took his tokens, Takumi Asano. Um, he's a cool looking dude. <laughs> and uh, the young guy. Um, and and, he's, and he's, yeah. he's speaking English really well. He tweets in English, so you can check yeah. out I, I the story. Like, I feel like he, he's a pretty smart industrious, you know? Like, he, yeah. he's civil attack succeed. And um, at least the issuer has to have some kind of like civil resistant uh, airdrop mechanism, right? Yeah, yeah. But they didn't. And then what they did instead was like voting. And then I was surprised that um, the DAO could uh, steal his airdrop money. And how did, did they do that? Yeah. Well, they burned it, apparently. In the end. They didn't want to burn it. They accidentally burned it. Yeah. <laughs> what a disaster. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's That's been a thing lately, is like, uh, how do these DAOs get set up with airdrops and not tank the price, right? Mm-hmm. Because so many yeah. people just sell whatever they get airdropped. Yeah. Which I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But that's just what people do. And um, there's another airdrop that I just saw. Oh, the the Ethereum airdrop that we were talking about, the Hop Protocol airdrop. Um, they were warning people. I joined their Discord to take a look. They were warning people not to Sybil attack it because if they they had some sort of Sybil detection mechanism, mm-hmm. um, I, if I had to guess, probably like IP address based or something like that, right? Because yeah. you have to go to their DAP to receive the airdrop. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some sort of mechanism, and they and they said that if they detected a Sybil attack, they would revoke your airdrop, basically. Yeah. You'd be ineligible for the airdrop. And so their Discord is full of people complaining that they were were marked as Sybil attackers. Hmm. Um, and, and I thought to myself, oh, well, I want to check, like, because I don't remember using Ethereum or when I did it or, or, or what I used it for or anything. I was like, oh, I want to check all my different addresses to see if any of them are eligible. But I think just doing that might be enough to get you kicked out, you know? Wow. To use a VPN or something between between yeah. checks. Um, but anyway, that's... <laughs> that's I guess that's, that's a good strategy. Airdrop farming. Maybe try to keep a low key so you don't end up getting your your accounts banned or tokens stolen um but it does seem like a good strategy oh also gnosis 
is doing another airdrop. They're spinning out uh, the Gnosis Safe project into its own DAO. Hmm. Uh, Gnosis Safe, a really, really fantastic multi-signature Ethereum wallet, also supports a lot of other chains. Um, anyway, Gnosis Safe doing their own project, and they're airdropping. Um, but you have to you have to submit an application to the current members of the DAO, like you have to submit a form. Hmm. Um, if you if you produced any kind of content regarding Gnosis Safe or anything yeah. like that, so so I made a tutorial a long time ago on my YouTube channel on how to hmm. use Gnosis Safe, the original yeah. Gnosis Safe. Um, so I submitted that. I haven't heard back, but but um, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. But that's an interesting way to do it. Like like there's a human who reviews all the applications, you know, yeah. for the airdrop. So that seems cool. Um, a lot of airdrops came from um, Gitcoin grants. You know, Gitcoin grants has an official rule that you can't tell people you're going to give them an airdrop if they donate, right? Mm -hmm. You can't do any kind of quid pro quo. People have done it in the past, and then that rule was established. Um, and also, people have just set up the grant and then and then without saying anything they've done the airdrop and so that's okay too you can't you just can't tell people you're gonna do the airdrop before yeah. um totally unrelated note i set up a gitcoin grant for this podcast <laughs> awesome i'm not saying we're gonna do an airdrop um <laughs> but if you want if you like the podcast feel free to come donate right now there isn't a matching round when there is a matching round you can expect me to shill the grant a lot more because if you donate like a dollar we'll get a hundred dollars or something um but i think we are allowed to say when that time comes maybe we'll do a po app or something like that yeah uh which will be cool how do you feel about PO apps? Do you think they're cool? Like, what's the point? Uh, yeah, I think at least, like, I don't know, a couple people having fun. Yeah. Claiming their NFTs. Yeah. Um, you know, like, people who visited the DevCon a few years ago. Yeah. Like, a lot of people claimed their NFTs, and then that was pretty fun. That is my favorite NFT that I have yeah. is the DEF CON one. And mm -hmm. I don't know why, because you can't sell it. I mean, yeah, I guess you could sell it, but who would buy it, right? It's kind of an yeah. odd thing to buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it does, it just feels cool to have it mm -hmm. at danlipper.eth. If you want to take a look, you can go to danlipper.eth and take a look at it and stare at it. Um, but it does feel cool. I, I wish there were more PO apps for like different stuff. It's just mm -hmm. a cool idea. I mean, that's what Gitcoin kudos were in a lot of different right. ways. But it wasn't it wasn't like um as official as PO app is in terms of like the idea that you were in some physical space to receive mm -hmm. the PO app. So yeah. um I want to do more PO app stuff and I don't know, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's my favorite NFT. Yep. Just has a lot of cachet. <laughs> it's 
if I if I get verified on Twitter, I'm going to set my profile pic to my POA. Right? Yeah. Because you could do that now. Well, if you're verified, I think it's the only way to to get it. Hmm. Um. Anyway, speaking of NFTs, a lot of people are upset with the bored apes this week. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Kazuaki? Um, I don't know. Um, I'm pretty much anti board yacht club because yeah. I don't know too much hype. Too much hype. Team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, freaking Jimmy Fallon and Paris Hilton or whatever. Yeah, have yeah, yeah. Um. But that was, I mean, that was the highest ever gas prices, right? Mm -hmm. On Ethereum when they did the, the other side NFT mm -hmm. drop, which was a brand new NFT series by Yuga Labs. Um, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of gas, right? Per transaction. Yeah. Yeah. And... I mean, I don't know. It looked kind of cool. Like, I, I don't really know that much about the project. I don't think there's that much information about the project, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, just eventually it's going to be some metaverse project, and this is some sort of metaverse land that you could have bought as an NFT. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Obviously, uh, Board API Club, they had their own coin, ape coin that they airdropped. And you had to use ApeCoin in order to participate in the um, NFT Mint, which is cool. Um, I don't know. They have a DAO. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of hype, but I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily like Board Ape Yacht Club. I'll be honest. Like, mm -hmm. there's something about it that seems a little bit cringe. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, like, what what do you want them to do? Like, that would be my question to people. And I don't mm -hmm. I don't own any board ape stuff or anything or ape point or anything. But, like, like, what should this project be doing differently other than not existing? Which is, I think, what most people would say, right? right. Like, what do you want them to do? Mm -hmm. uh, I guess a lot of people are saying they should have done the NFT sale differently you know, in a more yeah. gas efficient manner. But one thing that's interesting is that Yuga Labs yesterday went and refunded ETH to everyone who had a failed mint. For, so thousands and thousands of ETH. Really? Isn't that crazy? They refunded everybody. Wow. Yeah. Um. So that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, good for them. Uh, great customer service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're so rich. Like, why yeah. not, right? <laughs> did, did you take a look at the NFT itself? No. Um, I think it's kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like the art necessarily of right. Board Ape Yacht Club. But mm -hmm. I think this is their most interesting art that they've done. Mm. If that makes sense. 
like it's um it's like the, it's it's i don't know kind of like minecraft or something like that it's these little plots of land right right you know um and there's different biomes you know there's different environments there's desert there's snow there's forest there's yeah. swamp that kind of stuff yeah and i mean the art's not bad i think it, it looks kind of cool like i don't know yeah. I'm an artist yeah. i definitely couldn't draw as well as this artist did 100 percent. Mm -hmm. you know um and there's different artifacts you have on your land and now and then they airdropped like characters on top of the land and stuff like that yeah i mean the floor price is ten thousand dollars to buy one so <laughs> you know that's cool yeah I, I guess i'm interested to see what they're gonna do they have an SDK for other side, mm. um, but you have to s submit an application. Yeah, that kind of pissed me off, to be honest. Because mm. I, I I was gonna download the SDK and check it out and try to get an idea of what this project is gonna be. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm 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 actually very pro metaverse and everything. Yeah. Um, but the SDK is not open source or anything, so mm. I'm not. I'm mm. interested now, you know. So that that would be my criticism of them is is why aren't you more open source? That's true. Uh, also, I didn't see any Nazi imagery in the uh, other oh, side fine. NFTs. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't find any. <laughs> I don't know if Ryder Ribs posted anything about that. Right, if you found right. some. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, Yuga Labs bought CryptoPunks. Maybe we talked about that last week. Mm, yep. But but that's interesting. Um. So, I don't know. Did you get a uh, other side? This and you got another side. I'd love to hear what you what your thoughts are of it and why you like it. Are you going to sell it? Are you going to keep it? Whatever. Um. Yeah, I might sell it. You would sell it? Yeah. Yeah. It's only ten thousand dollars though. I mean yeah. ten thousand dollars is a lot of money, but but um it's nothing compared to what a what a ape costs, right? Yeah, yeah. Like ape is like a hundred thousand dollars or something, mm -hmm. at least. Yeah. So so I don't know, maybe maybe it's gonna maybe it's ten X from here. All their other All projects right. do. So also, the also the, like they're very generous with airdrops. Mm. So, because they did, they did like um, there's like a dog, there's like a mutant dog or something, right? Mm -hmm. That they airdropped last yeah. year or something, and then the ape coin and stuff. So, so there's that to think about. Mm. Anyway, anyway, that's a, that's my NFT report. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, NFTs, I guess Ethereum, OpenSea also supports Polygon, which I think is great. Yeah. Um, but also Solana. Everyone loves Solana for NFTs. But does Solana love them back? Mm. <laughs> because Solana had a lot of problems in their network this week. Yeah. Uh, apparently from NFT minting bots or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Did you... Did you end up reading about like why they're having all these problems? Uh, well, Solana went out outage, 
uh, last week, and then it was caused by um, high, you know, like many transactions. And then, so so it was NFTs. I I think it was the NFT. What's yeah. being done is, yeah, according to their report, it says uh, the bot actively targeted NFT means. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, transaction volume reached 10,000% the level of September. So, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, it makes sense because um, Solana, one of the differences of Solana compared to Ethereum, there's a lot of differences, by the way. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, so don't, if you're listening to this, don't take this as an anti Solana rant because what I think is, I think it's so cool that they're trying something different. You know, mm -hmm. but they they didn't have fees, right? True. Like every transaction just cost what it cost, and you, and and it was very dynamic in terms of the amount of transactions per block. Um, but because of those differences, I think it made it easier to overwhelm the network compared to an EVM type of thing, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Because of the. Um, what would you call that? The um, oh, I can't think. Save me, save me, Kazuaki. I, I, <laughs> what do you call that? The the uh, the problem. You can have two. Uh, you could have two out of three. The database thing. What is that called? Uh, I haven't had enough coffee today. <laughs> anyway. The database problem. It has a fancy name. You know what I'm talking about, right? I don't know. Um, frantically Googling the, <laughs> the name of this and failing. Anyway, um, you can you can have like like uh, finality and uh, isolation and I can't remember. Anyway. My my computer science professors would <laughs> they're so ashamed right now. Um, anyway, so so <laughs> so the, the 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 anyway the way Solana is different makes it more susceptible to this problem. Here's what I think is quite interesting: is that Solana is going to add a like a minor tip to transactions there. Hmm. So now you'll be able to pay for priority with your transactions, just like Ethereum, just like all the other chains, basically. I think Solana, they, they wanted to market themselves as not having that, you know, mm -hmm. like gas fees go up. But if you don't have gas fees go up, you're, you run into a problem. It's called the trilemma. I'm pretty sure trilemma. that's what it's called. Okay. Trilemma. You know, like a dilemma where yeah, you have two yeah, problems, yeah. but it's a trilemma because there's three, <laughs> three problems. The scalability trilemma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so so <laughs> so scalability, yeah. decentralization, security. They sacrifice mm -hmm. decentralization. But now, but now they're going to add these fees. So I think that's quite cool. That makes me more interested in Solana. And I guess no one forget here, regardless of how many billions of dollars goes through the Solana network, by their own accounts, they claim that it is a test net, right? Mm-hmm. Is that true? I, I guess so. Yeah, so 
Wait, my headset got all messed up. Um, so, so yeah, they, they say it's a test that, so, so whatever. They're allowed to make changes, right? Yep. Um, anyway. Because my ranted up. <laughs> Trilemmas. Um, I don't know. Are you interested in Solana now, or have you have you ever used Solana? No, I haven't actually. But are you more I've... interested now, knowing that? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Actually. It's going to be closer well, I, I to was, Ethereum. I was surprised that like they have really good um like developer team internally. Really good, yeah. Plus, they. According to their report, uh, they have three mitigation or uh, in the works address the stability and the re resilience of the network. And then, you know, they listed a, uh, three different uh, mitigations. And then I feel like, you know, Solana network is like battle testing all the way. And then like the, yeah. the, their network is stronger, stronger, stronger and safer. So I, I'm I'm really hoping that Solana Network's going to be um, more like I don't know more more they have like a scalability you know without losing their uh, security and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and and hopefully increase the decentralization too. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. people always call it Sequelana, you know, hmm. <laughs> S-Q-L-A-N-A, because <laughs> they say it's, it's not the Um But, you know, they put a lot of money into the technology side of it, I have to say. I got a uh, sponsored ad on Twitter for the Solana Hacker House in Tokyo. Hmm. Apparently, there's some house in Tokyo you could go live in wow. and be a Solana developer. Wow. And they're paying for this. Nice, awesome. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Apparently they're all <laughs> over the world. They're all over the world, these Solana hacker houses. Wow. I never heard of Ethereum doing that. I mean, that's pretty cool. Oh. So <laughs> um, and you know what? I took a look at the Solana docs recently just to get an idea of what's going on. Um, because a lot of people talk about MEV on Solana. Mm -hmm. Topic we talk about a lot wow. on this podcast. No. It's it's so completely different than solidity um mm. and 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 it's not even like it's a different language version of the same concepts of the evm the concepts are totally different it, right. it is right. it is so different than the evm in so many ways so if you're a developer i highly recommend at least checking out the docs yeah. um but you know what i think i'm gonna get more into solana so so expect to hear more uh, Solana stuff on this podcast <laughs> and as I say that the 10 people who listen to this podcast are unsubscribing but, <laughs> but I don't know I'm going to check it out I'm going to check it out because I don't know enough about it and, and it's cool that they're doing something different so yep. okay okay <laughs> um, you know the world will see great results from these hands yeah right sure. mm-hmm I know you feel that way. <laughs> um, so true. So true. So true. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, it's one of the latest <laughs> memes going around the dev community. 
Kazuaki, you said this to me. I thought this was so funny. This thread. Um, did you? Did you? Um, did you? I mean, have you have you read all read all through this thread? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Too funny. Um, why, why don't you tell people what what this thread is about? <laughs> um, I think uh, this guy called John Wu. He's mm-hmm. um, is he deaf on the Aztec network, mm-hmm. or like hiring manager or something? And then he get contact uh, through Greenhouse for the person named Bobby Sierra. It's a great name. To... I know, right? <laughs> Bobby Sierra. Yeah. If you're gonna use a fake name, you should use one that's not so. I know. Right? Good. You know, you yeah. have to use a boring one. But anyway, I know. Bobby Sierra, and he's a Solidity engineer. Yeah. And yeah, he, his CV looks nice, and he speaks English and some Chinese. And his experience was F2 Pool mm-hmm. and Dow NFT side project on his uh, regiment. So uh, he picked up the regiment and then, you know, did a the job interview. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> No, no, no. Before that, uh, at the end of the uh, cover letter, no, no. The he sign off the cover letter says, "The world will see the great result from my hands." It's such a good line. I know, right? It's so epic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the world I mean, will I, see I, great I, results from my hands. I wouldn't I come love up that. With that line if <laughs> I, I try to hack, if I try to hack someone. Yeah, only a hacker would say something like that. I mean, right? I mean you, you have to be, uh, yeah, what do, what do they call it? Chuninbyo, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's too funny. Yeah, so the guy interviews him, right? Yeah, gets on the phone with him, mm-hmm. and the guy is like saying all kinds of weird stuff, right? Yeah, with a strongly Korean accent, yeah. Yeah, no. strong Korean accent, and not a not a normal one, right? This guy says he's very familiar with Korean accents, yep. and he says this guy's Korean accent is not normal. It's not a normal <laughs> South Korean accent, right? right. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's a North Korean accent. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy says he's from Hong Kong, um, <laughs> and then he asks him about working for F two Pool. And so the guy puts him on mute. Bobby Sierra puts this guy on mute and, mm-hmm. and comes back five minutes later <laughs> and doesn't even answer the question. Just saying, <laughs> I want the job. I'm, 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 I'm going to do great for your company. All this stuff. Totally ignores the question. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy says that he thinks it was part of Lazarus group. Mm. And this, is, this is like their new strategy is to like yeah. try to directly get into companies. Get yeah. a company to hire them and then do whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Really crazy. Um, so, <laughs> I think, I mean, it's such a funny story. Go check it out. The guy's name is John Wu underscore John Wu dot ETH. Um, but that line, the world will see great results from my hands. It's, that's got to okay. be meme, meme of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, and the, and the, okay line i like that yeah he said okay yeah. after every okay. sentence yeah okay I mean, 
I think that's that's a typical uh, Korean who speaks English. What he who doesn't speak English very well. Yeah, they always say okay. Okay. Huh. But remember, you know what? I think that's just kind of a Zoomer thing. Yeah. I think Americans do that too. Well, they 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 um, turn every sentence they say into a question. Uh, well, I I feel like you know you know remember like a few weeks ago here in the podcast like we talk about like North Korean hackers. Yeah. And then you know uh, Kim Jong Woo will be the <laughs> might be the great like project manager. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, through this. Uh, uh, threat. I feel like I strongly feel like there's a, like, I don't know, director or some something. Oh yeah, or of managers. I mean, who who would name the guy called Bobby Sierra? Yeah, that's just insane. <laughs> Bobby Sierra. It sounds it sounds American. I guess I don't. Know. Yeah. I guess he said he claimed to be Canadian. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of like Carlos Danger. You yeah. Know? It was uh, Anthony Weiner's <laughs> fake name. Yeah. And <laughs> we'll see the great result from my hands. Yeah. It's very I ominous. Know. I don't know. I mean, is that is that the result from Google Translate? Or like, did this guy took this line from a movie or something. It's just an evil sounding thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, and then John Woo <laughs> say like this motherfucker sounds like a Bond villain. <laughs> yeah, <truth>. seriously. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway. <laughs> the you know, shout outs to the North Korean hackers. If you're a North Korean hacker and you listen to the podcast, let us know. We come on yeah. and interview you. Yeah. You're Bobby Sierra. Yeah. I, I got to think, like, do these people, I mean, it's so hard to know anything about North Korea, to be honest. Like, who knows what's going on over there? But um, the people who are doing the hacks and stuff, they have to know, like, how much money they're getting, mm-hmm. right? And there's black markets in North Korea. So, like, are these hackers, like, some of the richest people in North Korea? Or are they just, like, super idealistic, juche, communist, fascists, Mm. uh, obsessives who are, like, super high-ranked in the North Korean military, you know? Mm. And what would you even do with a million Bitcoin not a million Bitcoin, but what, what would you do with a million dollars worth of Bitcoin or $10 million worth of Bitcoin if you lived in North Korea? There's only so much you could do, right? Right. So I mean, even in Japan, if you have $10 million worth of Bitcoin, what, what can you do with it? Yeah. That's not easy to work with, so mm-hmm. no matter where you are. Um, anyway, you, you know, North Korea, they have their own version of Linux. Really? Did you know that? Yeah, they have their own distro. It's called Red Star Linux. Oh, sounds good. And uh, I think it plays the Korean national anthem when you start up the operating system. And the background (laughs) is a picture of Kim Jong-un. And then it, like, randomly shows you 
like um, quotes from um, Kim Il Sung or something wow. like that. And then also, and then otherwise, I think it's like uh, Debian or, or something. I don't oh. know. <laughs> <laughs> do we do we get the root access though? Yeah, yeah, it automatically gives root access to Kim Jong Un <laughs> when you boot it up. So cool. I, I've been watching like all these random Linux videos on YouTube because yeah. I'm I'm gonna take an old laptop of mine and put put some Linux on it because uh, yeah. I'm sick of how slow Mac OS is. Um, mm -hmm. Like on older computers, it's so slow, right? So yeah. anyway, um, so I've been watching all these random YouTube videos about yeah. about uh, Linux distributions. Nice. And uh, I, I, I watched some about Red Star Linux. <laughs> but apparently it's 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 on version four. Version one came out in how many years ago? Two thousand eight. Mm. So that's a long time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it uses open it has open office, it has wine, it has Firefox. You know, awesome. All that good stuff. I guess it costs you, you could buy it in North Korea for fifteen dollars. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Seems cool, right? Yeah. We should download it. We should download it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> nothing bad will happen. Um, <laughs> so what? What version of uh? Linux, do you like? What do you use? Um, I like um, Arch Linux. Yeah. Time, but um, only if I have like enough time work on, you know, like installing and all that and setting up. Mm -hmm. But recently, I don't have that much time, so I usually use Ubuntu or uh yeah mostly ubuntu on a desk yeah yeah what about you i mean yeah mostly i use ubuntu but yeah. i don't i don't use um ubuntu desktop mm. i just use more regular ubuntu without without yeah. i don't even know what the desktop environment is called x11 or, or whatever mm. you know just command line yeah. tmux <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. it um because usually what i'll do is i i would have just a linux going for development mm -hmm. and then if i want to watch youtube or i want to look up stuff online or whatever i'll just have a different laptop right, right. So. yeah but i want to i want to i want to get something going that's a little bit better mm -hmm. so um been checking out some stuff anyway i'll keep i'll keep all the listeners updated on what I pick because I know everyone's yeah. so interested. <laughs> um anyway, I think that about wraps it up for this week. Um is there anything else you wanted to go over? Any breaking news? I don't see anything. Uh, not really. All right everyone stay safe out there in these markets. Yeah. Um be careful. Eat responsibly. Don't um spend a hundred thousand dollars on NFTs. <laughs> and uh, 
And if you follow that not financial advice, then we'll see you next week. Right? Okay. Does that sound good, everybody? <laughs> All right. Uh, hang in there. We'll talk to you next week. This has been Something About Web 3. I'm Dan. This is Kazuaki, and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.